0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Station Tapes on 21Soul. I'm your host, Lewis Marks, and on this podcast, I share intimate interviews with some of the best musicians in the world. In my role at rope it Ope, I get to interview each artist as we prepare for the release of their latest record. I want to get the backstory, a sense of their intent and motivation around their new release. I've found that given the opportunity, in a relaxed setting, they feel free to open up about musicianship, life, and the challenges of being a professional musician. This week on the show, the heppest of the hepcats, Mr. Tony Adamo. Tony has a storied career from the Navy, to a radio personality, to a billboard man, to a Hollywood agent. But it was when he met Mick Gillette and Skip Mesquite from Tower of Power that he began his recording career, and finally found his passion and niche as a spoken word improviser. Tony's latest release finds the great Mike Clark laying down some tracks, and Tony acting as a spoken word soloist. Here we go. Adamo. All right, we are here 21 Soul with Tony Adamo, a.k.a. Tony Rock Adamo, and I think that's a great place to start. Welcome, Tony.
1: Well, thank you so much, Lewis. Uh, I appreciate uh, you giving me the time today. Very, very hip. Uh, the pleasure's
0: mine, sir. I want to know where the rock comes from. That's my that's my starting point. Uh,
1: uh, ac- actually, uh, uh, ROC uh, they used to call me that uh, when I was in school, Rock, like I'd rock with it. <laughs> so, actually, my middle name is Christopher, but uh, now people over the last 20 years or so, it's Tony Rock Adamo. But my professional name, I just use my real name, Tony Adamo. And a lot of a lot of people will say Rock, and I'll turn around, but I won't say anything to Tony. So. I guess it's ingrained, man.
0: Yeah, it's kinda it's it's a pretty hip wrestling name too, I gotta say. <laughs> ra-
1: Ladies uh, and gentlemen, it's Tony Rocadamo. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. <laughs> so, yeah, hey, but don't I don't get in those shorts, man. That's not me. Oh, there you go.
0: There you go. You could come out. Uh, I've done a little bit of digging on your background, and you've got a vibe, and so I'm going to put this question to you. This is the title of one
1: of your pieces,
0: but what is hip?
1: Well, you know, um, that's kind of an old term, and and it was back in the 50s. and Even before the 50s, the the hip thing came out uh, long, long ago uh, when the black uh, musicians started infiltrating things from uh, New Orleans, the blues, and it st- sort of was a vernacular to be hip, uh, the way they dressed, talk, um, the way they treated people, the, the way they looked at things, they, the way they wrote music, art. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of just stuck with me. Now, uh, one of my um, early recollections uh, was in San Francisco, I was at the City Lights, I don't know how old I was, maybe it was about seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and a lot of the beat poets uh, were giving uh, readings I just kind of wandered in there off the streets and and everybody was talking about being hip and it was hip. And that kind of uh, vibe, Lewis, uh, really kind of infiltrated uh, my thinking. Uh, Until this day, I don't know what it is, but um, it was like I was predestined to be hip. No, I'm I'm kidding. But that whole vernacular of uh, uh, the writing, the spoken word, the poetry. uh, uh, In fact, my wife, uh, Angela, Her cousin is Philip LaMontilla, who was a beat poet uh, uh, that ran with many of the beat poets in the San Francisco era during the 50s and 60s, which I didn't even know when we got married. So there's kind of a marriage hook up there. But being hip is not for everybody, I can tell you. And and if, uh, like Huey Lewis says, it's hip to be square. So you can be on both sides of the fence, man.
0: I like to think of it as just a, you know, a, a form of expression, you know. Uh,
1: yeah, uh, and and um, I I think it infiltrates a lot of the um, spoken word that I do, and and this is not a dig on any of the musicians, but a lot of the cats. Uh, that I work with uh, jazz and funksters are really very conservative people uh mm. e- even though in their writing uh maybe what, the way they dress and speak off stage uh but then when I came on the scene especially with uh, my good friend Mike Clark uh, which is now on Ro- Ropa Dope and he thanks you beyond man he wanted to give you a shout out uh, to yes. this to you um they, they said wow Tony what is this well it, it's a throwback uh, to the hip era, but a lot of people aren't hip to it, and so I guess I'm kind of, um, I'm, I can't say I'm a spokesman, I'm just somebody that maybe carries the torch to try and hip people to uh, this kind of speak, the kind of way of life, which is long gone, but then uh, I incorporate that that sort of hip writing uh, and talk about all the jazz greats and the different clubs and, and places that the hipsters like to go and 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 be in and be seen in. So that's that's partly where it's at. And and I, I think having relatives in New York, being born in San Francisco, relatives in the Bronx and and, and in Brooklyn, all that kind of just was like a, a magical soup to me. Because uh, even one one day, uh, uh, I don't know, I got out of the service. I was in Norfolk in the Navy, and I uh, would stay at my relatives up in uh, the Bronx, okay. and. Uh, I'd always wander down in the village, and there was always these beat poets on the streets, pop-ups doing. In fact, I do pop-ups now today.
0: When but you,
1: uh, that really have influenced me quite a bit. So that's what is hip.
0: So when you say a pop-up, what is, can you describe that
1: for Well, uh, I, I just did a pop-up, uh, when was that? The 16th uh, of this month, it, A Spoken Word in the Streets, I called it. Mm-hmm. And it was with, um, uh, if I may, Tyrone Brown. He did The uh, Art of the Trump Lie. Uh, Sound Essential Group, they did Sonny Rollins' Mojo, uh, Sarah Sung, which is out, so far out, Louis, Oriental Bebop. And what we we did is we went down to Ghirardelli Square in San Francisco uh, around one o'clock. And San Francisco, San Francisco is so hip to the Gorilla Street Theater and people just getting up and doing things. And we did a whole show. We had our, our DJ and we did like a pop-up. Nobody knew we were going to be there. And I, I guess... Uh, I didn't coin that, um, but I call them pop-ups. I call them spoken word in the street pop-ups. I also do that a lot of the universities, Stanford, uh, San Jose State. Uh, at San Jose State, they ran us off the quad, though. <laughs> I I just We just went there and tried to do it. But uh, a, a lot of people are very, very receptible to it because uh, uh, they just don't have the opportunity uh, or the time to see this kind of um, – spoken word show so uh i'm just able to do it at any time it's very it's very hip it's awesome
0: um did you grow up in san francisco or
1: i i grew up in san francisco but uh uh without saying too much i was raised in an orphanage in in uh, uh marin and i would go back after the orphanage back and forth from uh, san francisco to uh, new york and the bronx as, as a kid after i got after i found out uh uh who my mother and father was but uh it was all on it's all on the good side though Understood. actually it uh, that's funny that i'm saying that because in the uh at the, the orphanage uh, i was we had seminarians which were uh they were going to be catholic priests and this one seminarian was hip to poetry and he would read us this out poetry uh, from time to time instead of going to catechism whatever and I, and we would look at each other the kids and i would what the heck is this and and not knowing till this very moment Lewis speaking about it. Wow. That had an influence on me, man. Thank you for
0: that. That's beautiful.
1: <laughs> you just brought that out. That was very cool.
0: Uh, you know, it's funny. The thing that comes to mind is that there is a certain like when you when you study, uh, you talk about the roots of jazz music a little bit and, and, and hip and you talk about uh, spoken word and you talk about San Francisco and free expression of art. There's a certain feeling of being untethered from the from the society. Uh, that kind of leads to that right so I think well
1: especially uh, I don't know what the what the germination was uh, for the writers uh, the poets the artists uh, the free thinkers Uh, I don't know can we say it actually uh, happened in San Francisco and New York with that whole scene man right like after the war after the Korean War uh, started to develop where there was this freedom, freedom of expression, which uh, a lot of cats don't have today, a lot of societies, and then it, uh, you know, it 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 just kind of spread around. So you have uh, San Francisco, New York are the main ones, and then you have the uh, the ones that orbited, you know, like uh, Los Angeles, Seattle is another place, um, Philadelphia. Now I don't see too much of that though. That too much of that spoken word, you know, it, the the young kids, uh, even the older generation, the rap. So it went from it went from hip poetry to spoken word to the mixture of rap, spoken word, hip poetry, singing. So, it, yep. it, it's yep. just uh, a, a whole um, a melting pot of, of but, things that were free.
0: Yeah, it feels like it feels like the starting point to me is always uh, a certain alienation or separation from the from the mainstream culture that, that puts people off in that. Uh, well,
1: you know, it, it was like, um, uh, is, that, is that because they were suppressed in a way where, where maybe the mainstream uh, uh, people that published or even the newspapers or in schools, uh, they wouldn't take a kid that was maybe a budding spoken word or poet, and he did some out thing, uh, you know, at a reading, and they go, oh, no, that ain't happening, man. So right. then the, either the, the, the woman or man would kind of gravitate to a group that did that, and then out of that like uh, the city lights uh, a bookstore which is famous uh h- had a congregation of all these poets that were way out and and but really found a form uh for what they were saying right yeah
0: and these are the expressive things i mean if you go to punk rock and other things you know you got the same thing i my my particular departure was with the grateful dead you know uh i i i didn't know i didn't i didn't know anything except that i didn't fit
1: yeah like, yeah like, and it's know. and trying to find a place uh, I, I guess you could find that in any genre of music, uh, uh, you know, even classical. Some cats say, you know, I, don't, I can't get into jazz, funk, rock, or folk, whatever. And then they, found their, they find their niche in classical music and then they feel alive like they are accepted, right? So, yeah. what I try to do a, a lot of times, especially in the spoken word that I do, um, I try to, I think I'm mixing uh, three or four genres along with the spoken word uh, vocalese. Uh, to come up with with a lot of things you know i uh uh Yakimo Gates and I are friends, and we were going to collaborate uh on a song that we did we We still talk about it from time to time, but he's a great vocalese uh i wouldn 't say spoken word but i i I tend to see him trying to do spoken word vocalese now, which is really a good mix for him so nice. it it's freedom freedom of expression through your artistic taste i guess that's what is. it is
0: you it. So I'm gonna well, let's have a little fun here. I'm gonna, I have a little list of names, uh, and and I'm sure you've already mentioned some people. But this is a kind of uh, me asking <coughs> you uh, whether um, on point or off uh, when I throw these names out. And if you just want to comment on these people, if they're not people are familiar. Yeah, with
1: that's cool. Um, first, mm. guy,
0: first guy I have down here is uh, John Trudell. You know John Trudell?
1: John Trudell. That sounds familiar, but uh, it doesn't ring a bell. Hit me to it.
0: All right, so uh, AKA Graffiti Man, a Native American sort of rapper, spoken word rocker. All right, so we'll. go.
1: I'm not. I'm not familiar with him okay. at all. We'll
0: come back to that, and if you want to throw out names, please do of people that have influenced you. But I'll move on to number two here.
1: Well, I tell you, I tell you. Can I? Can I interject here? Yeah, man. I think that uh, from, <clears throat> I can remember this now, that I uh, had told my brother, I have five brothers, uh, that I was going to work with Tower of Power. And I think I was like 13 or 14 years old. I don't even think, uh, well, wait a minute, no, that, that it couldn't have been. It had to have been 19, I don't even know what year that was. But sure enough, uh, uh, I was working with um, an organ player from Lydia Pence and Cold Blood. Are you familiar with uh, Cold Blood? No. Lydia Pence. A lot, of the, uh, a lot of the horn players that would leave Tower of Power would go to Lydia and play. But um, to make a long story short, uh, Mick Gillette and uh, Skip Mystique were on this recording session that I did in Half Moon Bay, California. And from that association, I think a lot of my spoken word, uh, rhythmic feel, uh, and it may be hard to understand sometimes, the space between a note is influenced by Tower of Power the way that I uh, uh, move in between a note to a word, kind of the funk speak. So they've influenced me, Tower of Power. Nice.
0: Okay, so I got I got both of those down on, on this side. Um, I'll jump to another one, uh, and this is historic, uh, uh, and I'll pronounce it incorrectly, but I'll try my best. Jalaluddin Mansour Nuruddin.
1: <laughs> Come on, man, you're losing me.
0: <laughs> really? From The Last Poets, no? No. no. All right. I mean, that, that's out, man. <laughs> All, right. All right, we'll go more traditional, Lawrence Ferlinghetti. How about that one?
1: Oh, okay. So, well, the, the 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 whole beat generation, man, came from that whole scene what he was doing there. With with every I mean, you name you can name any beat poet uh that he has either uh influenced, published, written about, spoke about and that was the foundation that was the guiding light searchlight for all the beat poets uh he was in the 50s and 60s and and probably uh has influenced a whole new uh generation i think of poets and spoken word although lewis i i tend to see that the 50s and 60s beat poets um don't uh, how how can i say it um It kind of, they just got up and spoke it. If you hear the spoken word poets of today, there's more of a rhythmic quality uh, uh, poetic slam to what they're doing now. And I think that's a major, major influence uh, from hip hop music.
0: Uh Aha, so who are people that um, have appeared in hip hop that you would look at and say, you know, that that influenced that?
1: Uh, It's hard because, you know, I don't, I mean, it, it's it's really, uh, you may say, oh yeah, Tony, I'm sure, yeah, right, people are going to say that. I'm, I can't, I stay away from being majorly influenced or even minuscule influenced by hip hop, any any other spoken word artist. I don't even watch spoken word artists perform, except oh. when I'm with them, right? if I book them. I want to be able to create from a, a source somewhere in me, from all the experiences I have without being influenced. Now, some people might not believe that, but I truly, truly am, am telling you that's how I feel about it. Rap uh, has not influenced me at all uh, in, in that aspect.
0: So, um, how about musically? Is, is, there, is there a musician or a group of musicians that you would say you find the most affinity with in, in the rhythm and style that you uh,
1: present? Well, well, dig this, um, what I listen to is is a lot of the solo horn tenor solos i don't know who they are uh, or what they are or where they've been playing but i have i must have a thousand uh solos of different major uh, uh horn players that all i listen to is the solo that they're doing like i just did, did a um uh a lockjaw davis i just did a uh uh graphic on him. And I was listening to his solos alone. And then from the solos, Lewis, I pick up different uh, key signatures, uh, uh, raps, bops, you know, horn things, horn structures, uh, interplay between the piano and the the drum or just the bass. And then I try to incorporate that. So I would say um, the horn players is what I really listen to. There's not one particular, but horn player solos, be it uh, sax, a trumpet uh, or tenor uh, that really uh, get to me in writing music. Um, you're stripping
0: away the context. You're stripping away all the, the the mental things about who the person is, and you're going. Yeah,
1: it, it's. Um, I I hate to say um, uh, I'm inspired, uh, but not influenced. I don't know if that's. Uh, I'm not being conceited, really. I'm just telling you how it is. Now, like Eddie Lockjaw Davis. Uh, the the way that he kind of honks sometimes, or his, his phrasing, or, or how he adjusts his mouthpiece when he's blowing on the scene, and I can incorporate that hopefully subconsciously with when I'm doing, and then when I write. Another one uh, was Eddie Gale, uh, who's a friend of mine. He's the uh, jazz ambassador of San Jose, California. Uh, I wrote a song which is going to be on the uh, the new Roper Dope CD, "Gale Blowing High." Uh, mm-hmm. And now he's another cat playing trumpet that is very, very poetic, I think, in how he plays. So it's a a smooth out jazz. Uh, soloing that he always does that I try to incorporate and I guess what happens uh, Lewis is and it it incorporates in my life because uh, my wife says you're too hip get out of the room (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: yeah that's never gonna happen to me (laughs) (laughs) no that's really fascinating to hear uh, that, that, that you're that you're that you're so in this uh, that you're dissecting the cadence and the style uh, rather, rather than uh, just leaning on your, maybe your favorites or the history of an individual or even the full presentation. You're, you're right into them.
1: Well, you know, Lewis, I can't read music. I, I couldn't tell you what a note was. But sometimes uh, I can go to the piano uh, and, and tell uh, the pianist what he's playing. I, that I don't know. But yet uh, every song that I write uh, lyrics to, I know the melody. And like with uh, uh, Mike Clark, I sit down with him, uh, or with Michael Wolf, who who does a lot of the help with, and and Clark, Mike Clark, uh, Lewis and Clark. Um, I tell them the melody, and uh, man, they lay it out just like I like it, and I'm able to to riff over that. Um, The other thing is I I can't spell. I have dyslexia, really, really bad, and I always have to look up the words that I say. And sometimes when I'm free rapping. I I come up with a better word than what I wrote down. Because when I write it down, it's a completely different word from what I said. So I I have to carry with me like a little um, recording and I wrap into it consistency of a spoken word, whatever. At the end of the day, I'll take a line, take this line, take that line, and I'll misread a word, Lewis. Then that word that I misread ends up being a better word than what I couldn't read. (laughs) <laughs> it's too trippy man i can't explain it any better than that
0: that sounds like divine inspiration or divine oh
1: i don't know no that's... i i'm i'm just a a funk brick layer, man that's <laughs>
0: <laughs> letting the bricks down all right so um do you want to talk at all about what that content is about you know like what what these you know, are you are you thinking about a particular topic when you when you go into something like this? to write? Well,
1: you know, I'll, uh, you know, I still get the New York Times and I, I might um, uh, I don't know. I saw an advert. OK, I'll give you one. One that I just wrote this morning. So there was an advertisement uh, in this last Sunday paper uh, in the New York Times about rhythm and flight. And I saw that word. Mm-hmm. Rhythm and flight playing to the Milky Way on Quadrant Nine, women astronauts wearing Gucci boots and traveling to the Andromeda galaxy on Ferrari's intergalactic space line. So wow. rhythm and flight, it just poured out of me. That whole, that whole sentence came out. <laughs> That's what happens. So I might see a line or two and then I write the spoken word and then I deliver it.
0: Yeah, you are deconstructing the universe. I love it. No,
1: (laughs) it's all, you know, it's all, um, it's all my life experiences because, okay, I'll tell you another thing, which I think helps me. I can't remember my lyrics or spoken word until I actually hit the mic. I swear to God, I panic. I don't know. You could say, here's a million dollars, Tony. What, what is the first sense? I don't know it. As soon as I hit that mic, they're right there, right? So when I start to write things, I write them down. And they never come out when I record them. Now, Buddhist Blues that I did with uh, Mike Clark uh, and, and the New York crew, he just laid, Mike laid, and the band laid down a, a vibe. And I had everything written out. And as soon as I hit the mic, Lewis, it, it was a total different thing. So I rely now on, on just freeing it, and I use my writing as kind of a cornerstone bass So I can jump off uh, when I'm on the mic and do my thing, because I'm totally uh, know what I'm going to do when I don't know what I'm going to do, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. in other words, I have total confidence as soon as I hit the mic. If you hit me a second before the mic went on, I wouldn't I couldn't tell you a damn thing what I was going to do. As soon as that mic goes on, boom, something happens, man.
0: That is so beautiful, and and but I also have noted down here that we're going to have to
1: transcribe a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Can you transcribe a laugh?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah no, we'll try. We'll try. Parentheses laughs heartily.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: I just have one final question for you, uh, Tony, and that is, um, you know, aside from the music and 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 the and the poetry and and your performance. Is there something that you want to say to people that uh, are, are going to listen to this record? Um,
1: well, uh, hopefully uh, this is something that will um, make people more aware uh, of what you can do with spoken word. Now, now the, the CD is not only spoken word. I do some singing on it, but it's, it's, I would say it's 90% spoken word. Uh, and And for the younger younger generations of writers out there, whether it be for song dance uh anything that you're doing it's anything is possible uh and just listen to that c d and you'll you'll understand and maybe get a kind of a, a music history uh, of some of the great jazz artists uh of the past that really that we don 't know have influenced our everyday life uh and how they blew their horn, how they wrote their their life, how they spoke um and hopefully they can go away with that uh, from listening from the cd with a better understanding of jazz and spoken word and how you can put it all together and what i say especially to the younger people out there never never give up on yourself always always there is a chance and an open door all you have to do is go through it man wow
0: that is so beautiful tony rockadamo thank you so much i appreciate you hey.
1: And Lewis, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you beyond. I'll tell Mike about this. He'll get a kick out of it.
0: Well, that's our show for the week. Thanks for listening to the Station Tapes. If you like what we do, please subscribe on MixCloud at 21Soul. And you can also find us on Stitcher, Apple, and Spotify. Our 21Soul video series features in-person interviews, music discussion, and live performances. And you can find that on YouTube at Ropeadope 99 Big thanks to our producer, Nick Perry. Our general manager is Fran DiRubo. The station tape's theme song is from Red Hook Soul by Michael Blake. And big thanks to all the people who keep the flame burning, to all the musicians who pour their creativity into the world, and thanks to those of you who are taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoy the show.